They're going nowhere fast. They're neat and tidy. <laughs> what on earth is neat and tidy about Liverpool? Yeah, they're the exact opposite of neat and tidy. They're sloppy and... Yeah. They leak chocolate and red wine goals all over the white sheets <laughs> like it's nobody's business. It's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. It's time for the podcast. The Dirty Tackle Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Tackle Podcast. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and Howler Magazine's WhatAHowler.com, and I am here with my two co-hosts, as always, Mr. Ryan Bailey, Mr. Theo Messi. Yay! Yay! That's yeah. us. Yay is right. Let's, let's, be, let's be happy. We're all here together, and it's a great time. So, Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? Um, I'm not great, to be honest, for two reasons today one my lacroix suppliers run out so i'm drinking regular non-fizzy water i feel like a fucking (laughs) bum right now and uh also it's my birthday this week and i turned 34 and i'm I'm starting to really really believe that i might not make it as a professional footballer anymore i'm kind of getting to the age where i might not so that's kind of bummed me out a little bit too i don't know right well first of all happy belated birthday because i didn't wish you a happy birthday yet so uh, I think you still have hope because, you know, Totti played till he was in his 40s. Buffon's still going. He's getting up there. I think you still have hope. That's true. I could like, put in a few more years in it. Yeah, that's true. But I think 34 is kind of that the, the average age that someone retires, right? I feel like that's about the... Or goes to MLS. Yeah, I think your <laughs> yeah, MLS that. career could just be starting right now. Maybe you're right, yeah. I could help Chicago win the World Cup after all. All right. <laughs> there you go. So to mark this wonderful occasion, what are you wearing, Ryan? Oh, something completely unrelated to my misery. I'm wearing um, a Holland shirt. My Netherlands shirt from, it's the Euro 2008 run shirt. My favorite of the Holland shirts with the white Nike tick and the white stripes down the edge. It's got Van der Bailey written on the back because I'm such a joker. <laughs> that doesn't seem altogether unrelated mm-hmm. to your, your sadness, given the current state of Dutch football. Yeah. yeah. Dutch football yeah. is very sad right now. Subconsciously, I, I reached for this garment in my cupboard because of my misery. Yeah, maybe you're right there, yeah. Theo. Maybe you're right. It's all connected. There you go. So, Theo, how are you? What are you wearing? I'm doing fantastic as always, Brooks. I'm just delighted to be recording another audio renaissance painting here with you two fun gentlemen. <laughs> uh, don't ask stupid questions, though. As always, I'm wearing the Dirty Tackle t-shirt, the new yeah. Red Card logo <laughs> edition. Get your ass to patreon.com slash dirty tackle. Drop $10 in the bucket. We'll ship one out to you. It's holding up very well. He only owns one shirt. (laughs) He only owns one shirt. It's better than wearing the club shop, Tony Pulis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, touche. I'm going to put my baseball cap on and walk if you carry on with that. There you go. Well, the dirty tackle shirt's a high water mark, but I think I come very close to it this week with what I'm wearing. I have the mm-hmm. nobody asked you. Okay, the brand new, just dropped the other day, Mexico no. World Cup shirt. I see it. No, I'm no. Yeah, it's beautiful. Adidas, I'm just kidding. I don't fucking care. Fiery, I love Mexico. Amazing. It it might be the most comfortable football shirt I've ever worn. It's really quite something. I mean, I know that my guy has like, worn a lot of football shirts I, as well. I have. He's a big time football content producer. He gets a lot of free shirts sent to him. I know that sounds like an ad, but. It's that's legit. That's the real deal, and uh, that's an ad for you. If anything, I just made you sound like a beast. And yeah, maybe you are. Maybe you're not. I well, don't know yet, but that's debatable. 
But yeah. Sounds like an ad DDAS to me. Oh, very, very nice pun. No. Uh, PSA, Ryan has kids. That's why he just made that joke. <laughs> the design is a little, little throwback to the uh, 90s style. I don't know if you guys can see. but uh, Is it the, the Campos goalkeeper shirt, that style? Not quite that vibrant, but uh, it's... That's what his underwear looks like. Yeah, I'm wearing the Campos boxers right was now. Was it France 98 when Mexico had like the face on it? You know, like the... Like the What's what, like a, the ancient Aztec thing. warrior? The Aztec thing, the Aztec yeah. thing, right? Yeah, no Aztec yeah, warriors, but uh, classic design. The legend of the hidden temple, right there on the front of the shirt. Mm. I figure, you know, with the U.S. not in the World Cup, might as well represent the most popular national team in the U.S. that did make the World Cup, Mexico. Hey, good one. Whoa, 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 whoa! The U.S. aren't in the World Cup. When did this happen? <laughs> yeah, breaking news, Ryan. Sorry to. Uh, tell you this way but this is a dirty tackle exclusive the, the u.s did oh, not qualify man. for the 2018 world that's cup that's embarrassing it, it is yeah no patreon contribution needed if you just listen for free this is an exclusive <laughs> for you guys should be embarrassed yeah. breaking news <laughs> even england got into that thing you i know it's shocking i know it's, it's crazy it's, we're trying to come to terms with it but uh still viva, haven't by the viva way mexico wondering and uh yeah yo soy mexico as the back of my shirt says <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So the Dirty Tackle Fantasy League on the Taga app, still going strong. Ah, uh, this again? Yes, this again. Uh, <laughs> once again, Theo Messi coming in 158th in the group with a big five points from Alex Lacazette. And finishing on top in our group of, of four, Mr. Ryan Bailey. Maybe that'll cheer you up in your birthday week. Yeah, I'm just not surprised about that. I just expect I'm on top if you invert the entire no, you're table. Not. You're not on like top upside down. in any way at all. No, no Is anyone worse than Theo? Uh, well, there's like 172 people, and Theo finished. Oh, so one I was wrong. Day. You're right. I'm not on top. So if I the lock is that strategy is beating out a good number of people still. There's 15 that people is who so sad no for those people. <laughs> so finishing number one overall in game week 10 was FF Fly with 168 points. He was number he or she was number one. Uh Ryan How many Mad City players? Ryan twenty fifth. Uh Sane, was it Sane that carried your team, Ryan? Yeah, because he got like yeah, another goal and assist, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you had one seventeen. I had one oh seven because Jeez. Gabriel Jesus let me down with his yellow card. That was disappointing. I had negative one point. These are high there. scores. Uh, How do you guys get these high scores? Producer Bobo, because we actually use a full team, Theo. It's a novel oh. concept, but we use a full team. Got you. Bobo finishing 123rd with 76 points, and Theo Messi with the big 5.00 points. Mm. Gabriel Jesus listening to Yellow Card. Ocean Avenue is my favorite. He must have been. <laughs> Yo, that's, I actually liked that song when I was coming up, yeah. and I still do. Um, so. I got to be honest. like I I got thrown in a, in a water fountain. Um, not like a drinking yeah. water fountain. Pipe like some a, yellow card in. Like a proper Bobo. fountain. In honor of Gabriel Jesus. I was in the middle of a story of why my team's so shitty, though. Okay. I was thrown in a fountain, and my cell phone was in my pocket, and thus my cell phone uh, usability has been compromised. Um, it still works for the most <laughs> part, but it's severely, severely compromised. It's like going on AOL in, like, 2003. Um <laughs> So I haven't downloaded the Taga app, and like the only way to play fantasy sports is by getting the app. So don't don't get thrown in a fountain like me. Download the Taga app. I'm sure it's easy as pie, but I'll, I'll just never know. Hey, Brooks, if anyone's still listening after that story, I reckon you should move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Uh, 
Dirty tackles of the Just week. so you guys know, that's why I'm in last. I don't like Alexander Lacazette. Yes, you do. You I love Alexander Lacazette. <laughs> You're convinced he will single-handedly no. carry you to victory, and it's a failed strategy. I... You're wrong. Sad. Moving on. I don't know. Dirty tackles of the week. Ryan, since you don't tell terrible long-winded stories, what is your <laughs> dirty tackle of the week? Oh, yes. that wasn't that long. <laughs> well, uh, I'm actually going to go off book here because on on our running order, I, I proposed Burnley and Newcastle, their whole teams, because uh, the game earlier in the week on the Monday night game was one of the worst Premier League games I've ever seen. <laughs> this was a game where two teams who could have got into the top six with a result here, and it was the shittiest thing I've ever seen, just a 90 minutes of terrible crosses. But I've, t- I've had a change of mind, change of heart. I'm dirty tackling the England under-17 World Cup winning team. What? Ryan, how what? can you do that? Just because yeah, you live in America um, now doesn't mean you can be a treasonous traitor. I now live in an age where England players go up and collect trophies for winning World Cups. Uh, that's not something <laughs> I've really experienced before this year. Uh, so that's great. But, you know, they, oh, they I know what's going to happen. I know what's happening. I know it's yeah, coming. Yeah, you know what's coming. Very excited. 5-2 win over Spain I, as well. They it's came not because I looked at the sheet. I just down. know it's coming. Uh, co- this game was in Kolkata so well. as well for some bizarre reason. Um, but the reason I'm dirty tackling them is when they received their trophy, they didn't do so with the three lions on their shirt displaying proudly. Each and every one of them turned their shirt around to show their own name. So on the picture that they knew would be broadcast around the world while they hold the trophy, <laughs> they're just advertising their own services. Here's my surname, guys. Come and get me, please, in shirt form. Now, I was, I mean, I'm not usually that grumpy about this kind of thing, but it, it reminds me of the, the conversation Wait, disrespecting the flag. Wait, hold on. You're not grumpy about modern football things? Ryan. I'm very easygoing. I'm terribly easygoing. Wow. <laughs> this is a podcast full of lies this week. All right, all right. Okay, maybe I'm not so easy going. <laughs> this week. So it definitely, it set off my... Uh, well, every week. <laughs> it set off my radar, this one. Because, yeah, as, as I was saying, in, in a country where, you know, everyone's, there's been a big conversation about disrespecting the flag, can you imagine if American players turned their shirts around and didn't show the... and disrespected no, the flag or the it, it wouldn't be that, that bad. Really? I mean, maybe for, maybe for the national team it would cause an absolute, you know, uproar given yes, the current exactly. things. But I think That's these England players got this idea from American athletes be it at the team or club level, if you will. Um, very popular practice for college teams, given that uh, they don't get paid. So that's dog shit for them to turn their jerseys around after they win a title, get some recognition. Um, other sports do it sometimes, too. I think, if anything, the England U-17s have watched too much American sport and should get back to basics and just watch cricket and egg chasers. Well, yeah, they that's not a good argument because other sports are shit doesn't mean they should do it doesn't mean they should do what other sports do and it's a team game I can't believe they're doing that all of these none of these players are going to probably make it they're all going to get bought they're all they all probably play for Chelsea right now they're going to get loaned out to some shit European team and that's going to be the end of it that's so, why you know, they, need to, they need to get their names out now before they disappear forever I mean yeah. come on right <laughs> sure well is nobody with me on this is nobody no Especially Nelly, the rapper, no? because the originator of the backwards jersey with the name flipped around is Nelly. If you watch his video for Tip Drill, which also features a credit card being swiped in a female stripper's butt, this is where this was originated. <laughs> back, in the, back in the early 2000s rap craze of wearing pro sports jerseys with the name backwards, Phil Foden, big, big retro Nelly fan, watched that video, was inspired, told his teammates the end. Mm. 
Tip Drill is one of those music videos I used to enjoy watching very ironically back in the day. I do remember <laughs> that one. But it's, uh, it's actually one of the best music videos of all time. Go watch it if you haven't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, Theo. The tip Drill. Now that you've educated us on old school music videos, what is your Dirty Tackle of the Week? I'm going to Dirty Tackle a Dirty Tackler, Ooh. if that's even possible. Wow. What? Getting meta with it. Yep. Yep, it's pretty crazy. Um, I'm going to Dirty Tackle Patrice Evra of Marseille, formerly of Manchester United. I love this oh, game. Oh, you want to know why? You want to know why? No. I love this game. Patrice Evra, Instagram. <laughs> I love this game. Are you feeling me, Jamaica? Hey, yeah, so maybe he doesn't love this game. The fans <laughs> Before we go on, can I, can I dirty tackle you for your pronunciation of Marseille? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said it just how you just said it. You said it like Palace of Versailles. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Marseille, Versailles, Marseille. Same and difference. Last week, I did not pick you up on your pronunciation of the League Cup ball, the Mitre ball, by the way. So I let that one slide. Mitre. I couldn't let this one slide. It's a tray of meat. The Dimitri. We're all about perfect pronunciations on, on this show. We never mispronounce oh, yes. anything. It's very, very on point. So anyway, continue with your dirty tackle, Theo. If you want to know why... I'm dirty tackling Patrice Everett is because he tried to kick one of his own traveling supporters in the face earlier this week before his Europa League. He didn't match. just try. Why he did, he did this, kick I'm the guy not in the entirely face. sure. Did he connect? Because I saw a photo where it was more like he was just like running scared. I um, think he connected. That was a pretty know, quick. I, I couldn't tell if he connected yeah. or not. He had some quick movement on that leg. Okay, I think he so I'm going to dirty tackle him because that's not good, right? I mean, apparently the the fans rushed the pitch in the pre match warm up. Um, a lot of them were uh, aiming some anger towards him. I'm not ent- entirely sure why. It might be because he's too old to play proper football these days. I don't know. Maybe it's for his lack of love of the game. I also don't know. Um, but anyways, this guy kicked him. Patrice kicked one of his fans in the face, in the fucking face, uh, in the pre-match and was sent off. was given a straight red card. He's the first player ever to kick his own fan in the face and get red carded before a Europa League match. So that's impressive. What I'm going to dirty tackle him for is, is not for that act. It's <laughs> okay. for failing well short of Eric Cantona's famous kick into the stands. My main problem with Patrice is if you look at the photographs of video, you can see his non-kicking leg firmly planted behind an advertisement board as he reaches up to strike said fan in the face. Cantona, you'll remember, took a flying judo approach <laughs> where he flew into the stands full oh. force. Completely mauled some person in the face. Much more Crystal impressive Palace to me. Uh, Patrice, yeah. you might love the game, but you don't love kicking people in the face as much as Eric Cantona. You did it poorly. <laughs> Dirty tackle for you. So your complaint here is that Evra was essentially too lazy with his kick. <laughs> That's a big issue of mine, yes. But an even greater issue is that Eric Cantona, the archetype for flying kicks to fans in the face, uh, he kicked a, a, a rival supporter, as you should, well, you know. You know, you're one team, you've got one goal. Patrice Evra, on the other hand, to be fair to Evra, I mean, we don't know what this guy said or did. He could have said some horrible thing. He could have pulled a Luis Suarez on him and said something awful to him and deserved a kick to the face. So we don't know that yet. But what I liked about this whole situation, once Evra gets sent off before the match even starts, he went up in the stand. He didn't go home. He went up to the stands and took pictures with fans and stuff. He hung out and spent the night at the match. You're not allowed to do that. Well, he did. Yeah, <laughs> He loves this game, Ryan. He can't stay away. He loves this game. <laughs> he loves it too much to adhere to the rules. I, I guess that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I, I more wanted to say that. Just you know, I'm, I'm trying to just My, like, unleash. I've got a theory <laughs> here. I, I agree. I with think you, he deliberately did something to get a, a red card in the band, so he can spend more time dancing and dressing up on Instagram. <laughs> that could be too. That shit, while very entertaining, kind oh, of weirds me out. I'm not I enjoy lie. it. I, Nobody loves well, the game I that love much. Patrice that Patrice. much. So good for him. Beautiful. Okay, so my dirty tackle of the week is uh, something we mentioned uh, on the last episode. Uh, I think it might have been during True Aria when Ryan told us about the urinating uh, Serie D player in Italy who got uh-huh. a five-match ban for urinating in front of the visiting fans. I recall something of that. Right. Well, apparently, I did some research into this football urination problem, and it's a major epidemic. It's This is a scandalous problem that needs to be addressed immediately. So not only was there that incident in Serie D, last year, a Mansfield Town player was given a five-match ban for urinating behind a stand during a match against Plymouth Argyle. And then I understand. That seems reasonable enough. And then even more recently than both of those incidents, a Sal- Salford City's goalkeeper was sent off for urinating during a match. In the 87th minute of a match, he was sent off for urinating. They tweeted about it. It was it really happened. So How did this he is go? happening everywhere. Uh, this is everyone is all these players are urinating all the time during matches and it needs to stop. Urine is ruining football. No, the urine police are ruining football. I used to urinate during football matches all the time. Well, Jesus. oh, and I almost forgot the worst of the worst. I would just go in my shorts. Though. It's not. It's not just on running. the field. It's not just the players. It's not just all the players on the pitch. It's in the stands. Uh, last week, some Spurs fans got lifetime bans for throwing urine at West Ham supporters during an F- during a cup match. Yeah, that's not cool. This like is... if you got to go and like clear your bladder and like pee in a cup or something, totally fine. Don't throw it at Don't somebody. Throw it. That's that's just rude. So everyone is peeing all the time, and it's a problem. I don't like it. Uh, kick peeing out of football. That's my new campaign. I think this might be a reflection of greater civil unrest in society, to be honest. It's being manifested through urine on the field. <laughs> Just urine. Urine everywhere. Yeah. I think it's more a manifestation Political issues, of you know. a growing problem, not a going problem. <laughs> hey. Everyone hey. has prostate issues. <laughs> Theo, any more clever wordplay like that, and you're in trouble. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I should have seen the puns coming with this one. By the way, that reminds me of the greatest... Or James Richardson, the king of uh, of wordplay. Uh, did you see his description of Deli Ali during the Champions League nah, game? No, I've genuinely never heard of that man before. <laughs> Theo. Uh-huh. Theo. He, said, he uh, asked a question and I answered. He said, uh, Real Madrid are like salami. They've been sliced open on the counter by the deli man. <laughs> That's pretty good. Is he like That's the English good. Ray Hudson or something? <laughs> well, Ray Hudson is English. <sighs> Ray yeah, Hudson kind of. is English. He's, he's from we... Miami. <laughs> no, he's Where not. Where do we start with this? Now he's from Miami, though. <laughs> oh, okay. This went downhill real fast. Uh, I do believe that Theo doesn't live to listen to any other podcast now, though, to be fair. I, re- I genuinely do not. He doesn't do anything outside of this. He just wears the same shirt every day and waits for yeah. us to record. That's yeah. all he does. I must sound pretty sad to the listeners. Well, the Football Witness Protection Program is pretty boring. He, this is all he right. does. Right. It is life. what it is. Yeah. Like, uh, He's on lockdown. Like control. He's on lockdown six days a week. This is his only <sighs> excursion into the real world. Let me have my fun, Ryan Bailey music. Fine. Thanks. All right. So those are our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Once again, uh, 
never urinate again. We need to stop urination. Just hold it. Football. Just hold it forever. It's not as bad for you as your mom told you it was. Exactly. Just hold it. Yeah. And uh, even if you're watching a match at home, hold it. We don't need any urine to have anything to do with football, please. Please. The game depends on it. All right. Let's go to uh, to a commercial. That is a dirty tackle after all. We do uh, take the piss out of football. Huh? <laughs> huh? Oh, man. Right. The, the yeah. pun- Again, yeah. PSA, Ryan has kids. Yeah. The puns are coming fast. I'm here all night. Yeah. Dad jokes. He's a father. Try the veal. Dad jokes on dad. He's a living, breathing father. He really is. (laughs) To celebrate reaching the Europa League knockout stage for the first time in 18 years, Arsenal Football Club are proud to announce an open-top bus parade and air show on November 23rd in Carson, California, as a thank you to the club's American fans for all their financial support. See Alexis Sanchez scout his teammates. Watch the dueling Wenger in and Wenger out planes high up in the sky. And don't miss majority shareholder Stan Kroenke's mustache rides. Tickets are available now for just $100 apiece. That's the Arsenal Europa League knockout stage qualification, open-top bus parade, and air show in Carson, California. Feel the disappointment. All righty, ladies and gents, it's about time for your favorite segment of the Dirty Tackle Podcast, little old segment I like to call Truaya! The truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Yes, it will indeed. The rules of this game are very simple. I'm going to read out some statements. Some of them are true. Some of them are false. Theoe and Brooksy have to determine which is which. Are you ready? Theoe, Theoe, see. There we go. All right, first one for you. We're going to Germany. A Bundesliga player won the lottery. All the good ones are from Germany. That's true in of most things. Theo. Yes, that's true. Of most <laughs> true. Things. Anyway. All the good ones are from Germany. True. One to that's nothing. That's true. Go on. Okay, second question. A Bundesliga player won the lottery after retiring earlier this year. So he just won the lottery and he retired earlier this year. Is that true or false? This is uh, this is the kind of thing you might have heard in an Alanis Morissette song in which she lists things that aren't ironic. He won the lottery <laughs> yeah. and retired the next day. <laughs> so wait, did he is retire? He retired first and then won the lottery? Or the other way around? No, he no, just, he just like he sang it, I think. <laughs> he just won the lottery. Alanis Bailey. But he just after retiring. Wow, okay. Uh, I, say, I say false. I, I don't think that happened. I'd say false. He won the genetic lottery when he was born into the potential body of a professional footballer that gets paid to play a game. Okay, well, in that respect, Theo, he won the lottery twice because he won the actual lottery as well. This is a true story. This is uh, Bochum striker uh, Tommy Beckman, who is Danish. He retired in January, and we've just been informed that he won 5 million kroner in the Danish lottery, which is about $600,000 dues. So that's pretty good. Patreon.com slash Dirty Tackle. Yeah, yeah, he needs to support the show. We can uh, get him on, on all the action. I mean, we just gave more publicity than he's ever had in his entire career. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Tommy Beckman, when it comes down to it, we need Patreon more than Sid Lowe does. I think that's what uh, what we should Sid uh, Lowe's on Patreon? He is. Yeah. I've fucking yeah. heard his name before. Why is he on Patreon? Oh, I'm glad you've heard of him. For what? That's, that's, that's yeah, the thing. one person Theo has heard of. You shouldn't nice. be allowed to be on Patreon if I've heard of you. <laughs> Outside yeah. of us 
He's the guy who makes those pizzas and does the NFL adverts. Oh, no, that's Papa John. My mistake. Anyway, next one. <laughs> Roy Keane. Roy Keane of Manchester United and grumpiness fame said he wouldn't watch Real Madrid if they were playing in his back garden. Is that true, <laughs> I definitely believe that. Yes. that's not- yeah. There's never been a truer statement on True Arya than that one right there. That shit's dead true. It makes no yeah. sense, but it's true. Uh, I'm afraid I've sold you a little bit of a, a little bit of a fib here. It's false. Oh. Raheem did say something about this, but he didn't say it was Real Madrid he wouldn't want to watch in his back garden. It was Liverpool. Uh, oh, well, that's way more understandable. Yeah, that makes sense. Too. I wouldn't yeah, exactly. want to watch Liverpool in my own garden. <laughs> you should have figured it out. That uh, Roy Keane's quotes uh, on ITV, the UK channel, after the uh, Champions League action that Liverpool were involved in in the week. It's hard to figure out Liverpool at the moment. It's hard to get excited about them. To me, they're going nowhere fast. They're neat and tidy, but defensively, come the end of the season when the prizes are being given out, Liverpool will be nowhere near them. If Liverpool were playing out in my back garden, I wouldn't watch them. They're just drifting nowhere. What? on earth is neat and tidy about Liverpool. Yeah, they're the exact opposite of neat and tidy. They're sloppy and... Yeah. They leak chocolate and red wine goals all over the white sheets <laughs> like it's nobody's business. I, to his credit, he might have been referring to Roberto Firmino's hair, which is very well sculpted. True. Sure. And his teeth are yeah, very white. Sure. So maybe sh- that's the neat He should have tidy. clarified, though. That huh? Firmino shine he on point. Yeah. Let's move on to another Liverpool story here. Liverpool's Player of the Month for October is Dejan Lovren. True or false? <laughs> got to be false. I th- I think I think this I think it's is Sadio Mane. I think this is true <laughs> and I think uh the Arsenal fans, you know, we know that the Arsenal fans are very big on internet polls. They dominate them. So I think Arsenal fans uh broke in there and and swayed the results to uh to a joke. Incredibly, this one is true though not for the reasons that Brooks just stated. No, I was close enough. Uh, you were close enough. Yeah, you can get the points for this one. Uh, Dejan Lovren obviously not had the greatest <laughs> of months in his professional career. Maybe he'd been on a bit of a slide ever since he joined Liverpool, arguably. Uh, won the October Player of the Month prize above all the players who've like done good stuff and scored goals. Mo Salah <laughs> sitting there thinking, what the heck did I do to deserve this? Uh, Lovren got 33% of the vote because of fans having his back, basically supporting him because he's had a bit of stick. He's had some death threats to his family on social media. So there's solution was let's vote in player of the month and if i was loving i'd be thinking okay that's a nice show of support but i definitely didn't deserve this yeah that's kind of even crueler that would make me feel even worse that like he won like on him he won like the coach's award of the month (laughs) yeah it's like the award for the kid that like can't run straight but like hey we feel bad for you He definitely wouldn't wouldn't win the coach's award. Klopp has had some choice words for him too. So yeah, he won the award for the person who didn't do their job properly but got paid anyway. <laughs> so like all the CEOs in America, great. <laughs> there you go. So I think essentially this shows once and for all it's another reason why democracy doesn't work and we should just scrap it and just do you know communist state or something different. I don't know. What? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> right. Democracy doesn't work, Brooks. That's what I'm saying. If Bruce Arena actually qualified for the World Cup, he should have been the first king of America. <laughs> you heard it here first. Ryan Bailey's exact words off camera. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Next true are you for you, ladies and gents. Manchester City fans, when they went to Napoli, to the Eternal City, I believe they call it, uh, when they went That's there for the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> All right. 
I don't know. I'm confused. Anyway, I thought it was the Eternal City. I don't know my Italian cities very well, evidently. But uh, Man City fans were banned from wearing their belts when they went to uh, the Stadio San Paolo uh, for the Champions League. Is that true or false? That sounds true, but it's BS because they were the ones getting belted, if you will, in the pre-match. Napoli fans, from the moment the city supporters arrived in the south of Italy, not the Eternal City of Rome, uh, were hissing at them, whistling at them. A few of them jumped four of them outside of a restaurant. It was Italian hooliganism at its worst. They should have been the ones with no belts. I, I say this is false because we all know Pep Guardiola, fashion means a lot to him. He would never leave an essential accessory like the belt uh, aside. <laughs> uh, this is definitely false. He's in charge of the fans' wardrobe now as well. That's what, yes. is what you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. It, is, it is a difficult question for him because you can't keep up your rolled-up khakis uh, and your fashionable or above your fashionable sneakers if you don't have a belt exactly. on. Exactly. It's a difficult it's situation yeah. for all Man City fans. Right. Um, but this is one that is actually true. They Man City fans were banned from having belts at all, so I guess they had to have elasticated pants <laughs> when they went there for this one. Pregnancy or pants. Shorts. <laughs> Pregnancy that probably pants works for a lot of Manchester City supporters, actually. Um, uh, because apparently in the uh, the fixture at the Etihad, uh, there was an attack in a pub. A Napoli fan was jailed for five months for attacking a fan, and he used a belt as a weapon. So the response to that was to ban all City fans <laughs> from taking belts to Italy. That makes perfect That's sense ridiculous. to me. Perfect sense. Bulletproof logic. And, uh, wow. You know, they they would have been having trouble with their pants out there, but it's it was only Chelsea who had their pants pulled down in the end, oh. in the Champions League. And that, so, that was uh, in the Eternal and that, City. Yeah, comes full circle. <laughs> Uh, but there we go. Based on based on the stuff you were saying about Pep's fashion sense before, did you see the outfits that they wore to this match? They look like the urban and- cowboys or something. It was crazy. Yeah. Pep loves denim, doesn't he? He loves denim. It was like a denim shirt with a denim tie. I can only imagine they were wearing denim pants. He thought it looked cool. I thought they looked <laughs> like they were from New Jersey or Canada. It was very confusing. <laughs> New Jersey or Canada. Leroy Sané was having a good time though. So shouts to him. Yeah. What a time to be alive. All right, a couple more tries for you. Jamie Vardy went to a Halloween party dressed as Zlatan. Is that true or false? Oh, that better be false. Jamie Vardy is not on Zlatan's level. I don't approve Well, it's Halloween. Still, what did you dress up for Halloween as, Brooks? Uh, myself, because I'm the only one that can live up to my own standard. Okay, Ryan, what did you dress up for Halloween as? Oh, I saw Ryan's Halloween costume, and I'm very disappointed that Ryan didn't wear his Halloween costume for this taping. Because All I want to know is what he was for Halloween. It's like a crocodile, right? A crocodile? I was a dragon, bro. <laughs> yeah, and you're not even close to being on the level of a dragon either, thus proving that Jamie Vardy did dress up as Zlatan for Halloween. It is true. You dress up as your idols for Halloween, and you drink a bunch of Skittle vodka, and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Jamie Vardy is having a party, but I don't believe he dressed as Zlatan at said party. I just made this See? one up. I just wanted an excuse. Brooks gets to, uh, a zero for that one. He didn't give it. No, an I got it right. I got it right. <laughs> we didn't get my costume right. I was a dragon. My wife was Khaleesi, mother of dragons. How could you not see you were that? You a crocodile, in picture, Brooks. Jesus, crocodile would have been cool. To be fair, if you're listening, go on Ryan's Instagram. You can see his crocodile costume, and uh, yeah, take a look. Khaleesi doesn't have a pet crocodile. <laughs> no, but you were in the moat. You're in the in the castle moat. Crocodile. Who is Khaleesi? Around. Is that like, my milkshake brings out a boy uh, she's, she's, she's friends with James Richardson, anyway. Uh, I, I only uh, made this one up because I wanted to uh, read out the Premier League Halloween 11 that Sky Sports put together, which includes Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Romelo Spukaku, Trico Trito Hernandez, good lord, 
<laughs> These are terrible. Ungulo Kante. Satan Baines. <laughs> Satan Baines is pretty good. Satan Baines is a good one. Angel Fangirl? I don't get that one. Fangirl? Fangirls are the best scary? In soccer. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible team there. Fang. I just fangirl. Fang. Ah, uh, fangs. Fangs. Like vampire Oh, fang like fangs. Yeah, yeah. okay. Okay, it's always funnier when you have to think about it. Yeah, that one's shit. Let's go with uh, <laughs> Satan Baines. <laughs> the puns are out of control on this episode. Satan Baines is what I will be referring to him as now on. Yeah, Satan Baines is great. If last week was like the, the dick joke episode, this week is the pun episode. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Funny stuff. All right, guys, one more try for you. All street signs in the UK that point towards football grounds are actually incorrect. So every street sign, they're standardized signs that have the name of the ground and like an arrow. Everywhere. But they're all actually incorrect. Can you tell me the reason why every single one of them is incorrect? Because football grounds aren't on streets. Wait, hold on. First of all, how well, is this a true or false Yeah, question? what are we fucking talking about here? This is a whole new game. What is happening you just here, like, Ryan? You just like brought out like a 500-piece puzzle of like a Monet <laughs> painting. Oh, Sorry, guys. I thought I thought I made up the rules of this game. It must be you guys. What do oh, you want to do? Shall what we? is this? Answer the question. Well, now I'm curious. So now I want to know what the hell is happening here. So, wh- wh- what yeah. is the answer? I don't know. Because none of them well, follow the street sign uh, style guide set out by the city of which they're in. They're all set up by the football club. Thus, they are not proper street signs. False. True. <laughs> well, <laughs> I should tell you the real reason. I don't remember how this question worked. <laughs> Your, your answer is false because uh, they all have a picture of a football on them and the football is incorrect because the panels of the football are made up of hexagons and it is scientifically, physically impossible to have what a football completely made Holy of hexagons. Shit. What is happening? So you know how on the MLS logo, what did you the take logo, before true the panels on the ball... <laughs> hear me out. The panels on the ball in the old MLS logo are pentagons. That is possible hexagons is not possible there's been a whole uproar in the uk about this there's i don't been know a what huge, this guy's like, talking about uh, Jesus christ i think ryan there's been a petition ryan really don't know a million people have signed about. this petition <laughs> they're gonna get all the signs changed in the uk because of this petition that's been put out basically oh my god i think ryan what? shot ketamine straight into his eyeballs before <laughs> we recorded this it's called true are you not special k ryan <laughs> do, do you understand what i'm getting at though no Vaguely. not at all so on an old school football... No, you know, no, 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 no. I've got Pentagon enough. I've got enough. I'm full on. I'm full up of it. Pentagons I've have five enough. sides. Hexagons have six. You can't make a circle out of hexagons. It's not possible. So they don't like the signs having it on them like that. I thought this was a fun question. Obviously, what? I'm mistaken. This is one of those true or false questions like you used to get on quizzes where you make the T look like an F and you're like, maybe the teacher will just <laughs> give me the one. So we'll see. What kind of pedantic, crazy person spotted this, started a petition to fight against it, and is actually spending time on getting this done. This is craziness. His name is Matt Parker. I don't believe he's the South Park creator. That's Trey Parker. Good lord. <laughs> um, Matt Parker. Uh, he, he, uh, he's described the signs as a national embarrassment. He's got a big stick. You can sign up the thing. if you, you can sign up to his petition if you want still. And it's one of those petitions in the UK where if you get enough signatures, it has to be discussed in Parliament, so it's going to get there. Wow. Matt Parker. Is he an Arsenal fan? Is he, like, Do you guys remember when you told me that my long-winded story at the beginning of the podcast was bad? <laughs> Matt Parker, he must Fine. support the worst club in the country that he is so disillusioned with football that he's looking at the road signs this closely instead of actually paying attention to the game itself. This is sad. I feel bad for Matt Parker.
There's a good comment on the Daily Mirror about this. It says, yes, I agree with Matt. Let's hope any future erections are mathematically pleasing <laughs> so there is a mass debate in the House of Commons. That's the kind of comment I like. And I'm back on board. I literally don't know what this guy took. And the, the puns a- just keep coming. <laughs> what is happening? The puns just keep coming. It takes a lot to throw me off, like if you just sneeze while I'm trying to take a shit or something, but this is <laughs> something else. This is this is crazy. Crazy talk. Wow. Are we done yet? Okay, yeah. Is there another question? What's going on, Ryan? Yeah, that's the end of True Are You. The winner is I think I definitely me. won that. The truth. No, I think it was me. The winner is not Matt Parker. Truth always wins. He's <laughs> wasting his time on some stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well. Yep, the winner is Matt Parker. He's the only person who's wasting more time than us three doing this podcast. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, so if you appreciate nonsense like that, in the absence of actual sponsors, the Dirty Tackle podcast lives and dies by your hand. If you enjoy these puns, we need your help. So help keep it breathing by going to patreon.com slash dirty tackle and make a contribution. There's a wonderful array of rewards for all those who do, including t-shirts, shoutouts on the show, the ability to ask questions that we will discuss on the show, and access to DT Extra Time a bonus segment that we do every week that's only available to supporters. It's like a Christopher Nolan movie in audio form. Exactly. Plus, we'll also include free access to Sid Lowe's podcast to anyone who contributes as a special bonus. You can't turn that down. That's just an amazing offer. So that's patreon.com slash tackle. And as always, we thank you for your generosity, both with your money and your ear space, uh, as we inundate you with puns. Straight into the ear cavity. It's the life ref. He refs your life up. So you better watch out. He's gonna officiate your life. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. It is the life ref. It's where we do a jingle so Boa knows to drop the actual jingle in the pod. Yeah. All right, so we're going to make some rulings on some real-life football incidents that are going on both on and off the pitch. Uh, Shit's real out here. Yeah, decisions need to be made, and we are the ones to make them. There's too many fence-sitters out there. So we got a few questions. We got a few uh, recommendations from some listeners who have wonderfully supported the show already. So this first one's from Colton, our good friend Colton. He pointed out the fact that La Liga next year is adopting VAR, Video Assistant Referee. They're finally bringing in technology. They don't even have goal line technology, but they're bringing in VAR next season. And uh, Colton's not happy about this. He doesn't like the implementation of technology in football. But my question is what I'm wondering, since we've seen some VAR in action in MLS and other places, what do you guys think of it? Has your opinion changed having seen it actually used for the better or for the worse? What do you think? I still like it. I still say play on. I mean, it's obviously had its teething troubles in the way it's used, but I think it's still a good thing, and I think it's going to carry on. It's not. They're not going to abolish it, are they? Yeah, well, they could. I think they'll only. Nah, they'll only improve upon it. It's been a rocky start, but I don't see it getting any more disruptive to the flow of the game. I just think it's a bit ass backwards that they don't have goal line technology, and now they're chucking this in the mix. I th- yeah, I mean, I think it's still play on for technology in general, but as we've seen, you know, the use of technology doesn't completely eliminate human error. Because You're damn right it's play on for technology in general. If it's not, it will 
be a robot that comes to your house and kills you. <laughs> yeah. We should, as a, the presenters of a podcast about soccer, we should probably be for technology as well. Who's that? <laughs> That's true. Ryan, who is the English guy that, um, with the goal line technology in like the France game at the World Cup, like didn't know what he was talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Jonathan Pierce, yeah. commentator, yeah. Okay, cool. My friend from work showed me that the other day, and it was fucking hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, and in a recent commentary thing, he still didn't get it as well. I was so basically trying to be like, it doesn't take all the human error out because if Jonathan Pierce is in the audio booth, he's still very confused by it. <laughs> well, that's why we should keep it, though. Because he doesn't understand it? Just to confuse Jonathan Pierce. Just to confuse Pierce, all yeah. people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, all the human error is not gone. There's tons of old people in football. They'll still be confused by it. Next thing you know, there'll be Twitter feeds on jerseys. They won't know what to do. Yeah. It's all game over. I mean, the good thing about goal line technology is that the ref just has to read a watch and it tells him the answer, goal or no goal, end of story. But with the VAR, I mean, it's still a guy watching videotape in a in a box somewhere who can misinterpret what he's seeing still. It doesn't matter how slow he takes it or how good the angle is. So it doesn't eliminate human error. You still have that element. Yeah, but it's, it's, still, more, it's still more helpful regardless, isn't it? It's True. Still, it's still yeah. more assistance for the referee. Yeah, but there's still room for error. And there's still that charm of human, uh, human. Uh... <laughs> the one thing I don't buy into, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll jump in because you can't say any words what did at you the moment. Take? The one thing I, uh... I, know. I found Ryan's ketamine. I shot it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the one thing I don't buy into is the people who argue against VAR, VAR saying, oh, I, I, it all evens out in the end. It's supposed to have human error. It's the beauty of the game. No, I don't buy into that. You should have accurate accuracy that's important but yeah, my I problem with var is it should just be it should just be faster you mischaracterized it a bit before basically like there's there is a guy in a booth but he tells the referee that he should review it and then the referee it's up to his own volition if he wants to or not he probably should most times right because a guy watching a television screen with like tons of replays can probably see it better than in live action but when he goes to it it's again that guy's decision so uh, I don't know. If anything, I want it to be quicker. I want the guy in the booth to watch all the replays, make the right call, and have the referee downstairs just make that decision right away instead of having to go to a table and play a game of Tetris and then flip a cup five times and then make the call. I think it's too much. But I think the question is how far does it go? So if if you're trying to eliminate the human error in refereeing, will the next step be eliminating human error in the actual playing of the match? Like, if do you want to have robots out there actually playing so you don't get uh you know they're not missing sitters they're not missing shots from 2 feet out or any of that kind of stuff no i'm going to eliminate the human error in podcasting on ketamine and i'm going to move on to the next topic <laughs> which is our next question comes from andrew another wonderful supporter of the show how does Columbus Crew's playoff run affect Nickelback-loving Anthony Precourt's nefarious efforts to move the team to Texas and in doing so destroy the MLS? So I guess the question um, here is, does the Crew's success in the playoffs, in the MLS playoffs right now, impact his uh, evil plan to move the club to Austin, Texas? I, I don't think the two things are inherently connected, but I think it can only help to have Columbus crew, not Austin crew, um, still out here making a playoff run, 
giving fans the opportunity to show their pride and, and get the Save the Crew message out. So the further the crew grow, I think uh, the more helpful it is to that movement. But I don't think um, it's going to ultimately sway it one way or another. But keep trying because it might help. Obviously, the the process of moving a team franchise style is something that's very close to my heart. And unfortunately, I don't see how these two things are related. I think if they want to move the team, they're going to move the team, unfortunately. And you can see the... I mean, I think I was seeing on Twitter that they, they gave out the attendance at the Cruise game against NYCFC as something like 14,000. They really under they underplayed the attendance, which is something that Wimbledon did back in the day. They used to quote about half what the real attendance was to try and sort of drive down, you know, make make the business case for moving the team. So they're doing all the dirty tricks like that still. So I, I don't see, even if the crew end up winning it this year, I don't see, unfortunately, how that affects the business situation because MLS is about money after all. All American sports is about money after all, isn't it? True, but all I mean... All of America, period, is about money. And all, all of America, period, yes, quite right. But if the crew managed to win the MLS Cup, that would be a, a tough move to uproot an original club, the reigning champions, and move them to a different part of the country. I no, think that would no, be an awful they, PR they, move. I don't think league. they would have to because they, they're going to play there next year as well. So they could they could shit the bed next year and then. True. Maybe. Yeah, they could water things down for a season. Yeah, before going. But still, I mean, yeah. The bottom line is it's, it's a sad. it's a red card still to Anthony Precourt. Yeah, for real. Uh, Patrice Evra, Anthony Precourt, kick my man's in the face. <laughs> there was a shot of him during the match, uh, during their first playoff match in the stands, just looking flabbergasted that they were actually winning. It was. It was upsetting his whole plan to. Why would he even club. go? Exactly. I don't know why he was even there, but he was, and he looked yeah. like a buck tooth thumb as always. By the way, I did find out that Anthony Precourt doesn't use the tongs at the salad bar, and when <laughs> there's a row of urinals, he always goes in the one right next to you rather than the one a few spaces away. And he also <laughs> pulls his pants down all the way to his ankles when he's at the urinal. <laughs> For no goddamn reason. It's so weird. To make that question a life ref case, we're giving a straight red card from life to Anthony Precourt. You are, uh, we're going to fire you into the moon and uh, <laughs> get out of here, put your, Anthony Precourt. Put your team there. You yeah, dummy. go to the moon and don't come back. All right, so our final shocking, most shocking for last life ref case, uh, Kyle Beckerman, MLS player, U.S. national team player, famous for his... Long, long dreadlocks. Smelly, that, smelly if, dreadlocks. If you've ever seen uh, <laughs> Andy Samberg's character on SNL, Saturday Night Live, uh, Roz Trent, he is the real-life Roz Trent. Bobo, pipe in some of that Roz Trent uh, action so we can get in the Kyle Beckerman vibe. Rastafarianism! Yes, I! Roz Trent! Yeah, or just like smoke a ton of weed and then you'll be right there with him. <laughs> so yeah, so Kyle Beckerman, he finally cut his hair. What do we think about uh, the death of the dreadlocks, the white boy dreadlocks? I've just found out that Kyle Beckerman is 34 years old and he's given himself a new lease of life in MLS. So he's like me. We're both going to have prolonged MLS careers from this point <laughs> on. So I think it's great. Excuse me. Oh, hot stepper. 
empty crimes. And plus, you're fully skylarking all the time. Una look ya now. Have you it must have felt like he lost 20 million pounds when he cut cut off his hair. So he could be gain a lot yeah, of pace I mean, this way. From a sporting point of view, it's a great idea because those those dreadlocks would be sweaty and heavy. He'll, he'll have less weight, presumably. Less for other players to grab onto. But I'm looking at... <laughs> I've only seen the one video of this. Uh, he has cut his hair quite clearly, but... Has he left one dreadlock on the back? Is there like a big like, <laughs> there was, donkey tail? Yeah, there was something going on in the back. I couldn't tell what that was. Uh, He's left like a Roberto Baggio on the back, hasn't he? Wow. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I didn't know that. I couldn't tell uh, if it was that or like... No, it's not. There was an animal oh, living in sorry, there. Sorry, you're right. You're right, Ryan. It's not. Um, you guys... I mean, you talk about like maybe the added pace. I'm worried about the, uh, the, de- the decrease. What I'm trying to say is... I'm concerned about the decrease in his heading velocity because when the ball used to hit those dreadlocks, <laughs> they coiled like a spring, and the ball just would fly just fired off, off his dreadlocks. Now I can only imagine he's going to be hitting the ball 20% with 20% less force. You know, he might be faster, <laughs> but what he's lost in what he's gained in speed, he's lost in in header power. So that's concerning. Um, I say play on though. You know, I'm all for for changes for changing your hair he can do whatever he wants i'm sure it, i mean he had him for a long time is the thing he really like, did yeah if if he only had him for like a couple of years you'd be like oh no like keep the dreads bro but he had him for like <laughs> 15 years or something so he was probably just dead sick of him his entire house smelled his kids probably just <laughs> kept trying to eat him when they were holding them this, you know this make a change truly oil all over the place yeah if if mike pecky can yeah. get him to to cut his dreadlocks what can he do it with with next year at Real Salt Lake? That's what I want to know. <laughs> can I suggest, guys, to finish off the podcast here, we just have a moment silence for Carl Beckerman's dreadlocks, and then Bobo tunes in a little bit of "Whip My Hair Back and Forth" by Willow Smith. I think it's the only <laughs> way to see us out here. Yo, respect. I love Willow Smith. Let's do it. So on that note, R.I.P. Raj Trent, R.I.P. Kyle Beckerman's hair, uh, and that is all for regular time. Join us Woo! for extra time, where we'll discuss the Champions League and the English clubs therein. The Heard new, the new club that might provide the best away day in the world. Not an English club. That's somewhere. It's somewhere else. That's very fun. And we'll also dig into an old list of the 50 most exciting teenage footballers. That's probably very funny to look at right now. Thanks to producer Bobo for being the Bo Best. Bobo! We are at Dirty Tackle on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. On Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, what is your Twitter handle? Uh, at BrooksDT. <laughs> we, we share it now, like the DeBoer twins. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, exactly. like the Red Naps share... Bitcoin purses and shiny suits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Theo, what is your Twitter handle, and is it also Brooks DT? No, it is not. Mine is oh. at Theo Messi DT. Uh, the mentions column has been a little dry as of late, so I'm I'm not I'm not saying much, but I'm saying you got to you know, tweet more. Yeah, you got to tweet more. Maybe it's on me, but hey, if you guys, I'm not saying slide in there, but you know, slide in there. <laughs> All right. Well, you tweet at Theo. We will uh, see you next time or on Extra Time. Should be Extra Love Time. Love you, bye!
Yeah, and it better be extra time. Night, night, everybody. Night, night, sleepy babies. Go to sleep. <laughs> I wish you were my dad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs>